I am sitting here in Manti, Utah, waiting for my daughter to get off of her shift. And I have not started a podcast today because, well, I thought I would do something different and start something on this Friday called Best Friend Friday. And it didn't quite pan out yet. So I am working on that. In the meantime, this other podcast plan that I had to share with you today, I decided I'm just going to go with that. And I want to talk about four things in my life, being that it's November, that I'm very, very thankful for. One, yesterday, someone took out both of our trash can barrels. And what a blessing that was. I'm very, very grateful for whoever did that. A couple of weeks ago, my husband was out of town and... I forgot to do it. So we had to go a whole other week with our trash overflowing. So I don't know if we were just a disgrace in the neighborhood or somebody recognized the need and they took it out for me. And I'm really grateful for whoever, whatever neighbor saw that and they just took it upon themselves to do that. I am very, very thankful for um, a sweet lady at work that came into my office and said to me, Shari, I just want to know, I want you to know that I see you as a true friend. And it just took me off guard a little bit. Her name is Denise, Denise Milne. And she says, you're someone I feel like I could come in and just talk to. And you don't get very many compliments or um, praises like that in life and so I was really really grateful that she approached me and shared that feeling with me and I see her as a dear friend too and the other thing that I wanted to say that I was so I'm so grateful for is general conference and I was walking into work a couple of days ago and I had my phone playing from sitting in the car on the way to work a general conference talk and I was just walking into the front door and my friend Cindy from my friend Cindy Lindsay who sits in the office she can't see who comes in the door but she heard conference playing when whoever came in the front door um, was letting it play on and she just automatically said with assumption that it was me I know who that is and that made me feel so happy that I was being associated with listening to general conference that that is just something that is pinned to my person and I am thankful for that dear friendship very very much so also so thankful for those three things this week that someone thought to serve us and take out the trash cans it wasn't a huge monumental thing but most of the times little acts of service are not and they don't need to be but it's those little tiny things that are the pivots in our day that can completely alter the way that that our day is going and and that's what happened for me that day I was so grateful and my friend coming in and letting me know that I was her friend and then general conference my friend recognizing that the person who walked in the door and that was playing that that was none other than me and I was grateful that she she knew that that was me and hollered that that out the fourth thing I want to share that is really really important to me and that I'm 
eternally grateful for. I will share that in just a moment, but first I'm going to tell you two little stories. One story was when I was about 14 years old, this boy who lived next door, his name was Joaquin. He came over and he said, Shari, can we go for a walk? And I said, sure. We were, we were friends. We were buds. So we were going for a walk and he took me down to this dead end and great big fence and great big sign, yellow sign that said dead end on it. And as we were walking towards this, he says to me, I just want to ask you about your religion. I want to ask you about your Jesus. And I want to know what makes you believe in the Book of Mormon. And I want to know why you attend that church. And as I was explaining these things to him in my little 14-year-old mind and heart and bearing testimony of what I knew to be true at that young age, we got to that dead-end sign and he says to me, just as we are getting to this dead-end sign right here and we've come to the end of this road, Shari, I'm just really, really worried that someday after this life, you're going to realize that your religion is a dead end, that you're going to come to a dead end road and you're going to find out that everything you believe in is just a dead end. And I realized in that moment that that was the whole reason that he took me on this walk. And I was so stunned. I thought he was genuinely asking me about the church. I thought that we were genuinely going on a summer afternoon walk and yet he took me to that dead end with the intention to let me know that my church is nothing but a dead end and I am really really grateful that I have had a strong conviction that I know that this church is truth and when he did that to me I shook my head I remember very very clearly I said no Joaquin I know that it is not a dead end I know that my Savior that this is his church I know that Joseph Smith was a prophet and that he translated the gold plates into what we have now as the Book of Mormon and I said I'm really sorry that you think that it's a dead end but I don't believe that it is and we walked home and that was the end of our conversation and we were still friends all through high school and then we went our separate ways we went to different high schools in fact he went to a private um, Christian high school another little story I want to share with you is when I lived in Chicago my husband worked at the Midcon conference it's an athletic conference for the NCAA and um, he was just fresh out of college and we were pregnant with our third baby and uh, we were out there in the Midwest on our own and I was very very lonely I had two children one that was six almost seven and then one that was almost two and then I was pregnant with Alexandria and at the end of a program that I was watching on uh, TV they adver- they would advertise if you suffer from this or if you know someone that struggles in this or would like to be a guest on our show please call this number 
and you might be a guest on the Oprah Winfrey show. And I thought, oh, well, I live here in Chicagoland. I'm going to take advantage of this because who knows, I may not live here forever. And getting onto Oprah just as an audience member is next to impossible. So I called the number and I said whatever I needed to say to say that I qualified to be a guest on Oprah. And I got in. So there I was on the Oprah show and we were like a guest panel and we were to share some of the struggles that we had so that the doctor that they had as a guest on the show who was promoting his book would be able to show how much his book is going to help you. And so I was a guest panel of like 20 other people and um, listening to this man, it was so hokey. It was so foreign to me. And then right after we would go to con, we would go to um, commercial break and people would swarm around Oprah. And I watched as people did this and they were telling her their life story and how they've struggled and, and the things that they were dealing with. And she just sat there very plain faced, very stoic and just nodded her head up and down. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And she didn't seem too interested, but she just said, thank you very much. Thank you for letting me know. Thank you. Um, she wasn't super interested. And I, I sat there and I observed this. Then we went back to the show after this quote unquote commercial break. And we continued on on this doctor's theory on how he could heal people. And he had these foam blocks, these huge foam blocks. And he was having these panels from the um, guest audience panel come up and take a plastic bat and whack at these foam blocks. And I'm sure it's probably archived somewhere that you could actually see me on the Oprah Winfrey show. There is, when we did watch it, you could see me in this, this guest panel. Anyway, I had this very strong, overwhelming feeling come over me that I do not need any of this. I don't need Oprah Winfrey. I don't need this doctor's book. I do not need the foam blocks. I don't need a plastic bat. I don't need anything. I need the Book of Mormon. That is all that I need. I don't need to be paying attention to anything outside of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I have all that I need in my life to help me with whatever struggles it might be. I left there feeling so encouraged and so refreshed, not because of anything that I learned there, but because of what I learned there. I learned that I did not need these people. I know that one somewhere, Boyd K. Packer said that we don't need any other book in this world. Nothing else will change us more than the Book of Mormon will change us if we truly apply the teachings to our lives. And I want to refer to a general conference talk that was given from Ezra Taft Benson in October 1986, the Book of Mormon, the keystone of our religion. And he says, do eternal, rest, do eternal consequences rest upon our response to this book? Yes, either to our blessings or, or to our condemnation. 
Every Latter-day Saint should make the study of this book of a lifetime pursuit. Otherwise, he is placing his soul in jeopardy and neglecting that which could give spiritual and intellectual unity to his whole life. There is a difference between a convert who is built on the rock of Christ through the Book of Mormon and stays hold of that iron rod and one who is not. And then he goes on to quote Marion G. Romney, who this quote I have, after reading it, I realized that throughout time, it has been a quote that people have claimed Ezra Taft Benson uh, coined, but actually he was quoting Marion G. Romney in this conference talk. He says, I feel certain that if in our homes, parents will read from the Book of Mormon prayerfully and regularly, both by themselves and with their children, the spirit of that great book will come to permeate all our homes and all who dwell therein. The spirit of reverence will increase. Mutual respect and consideration for each other will grow. The spirit of contention will depart. Parents will counsel their children in greater love and wisdom, and children will be more responsive and submissive to the counsel of their parents. Righteousness will increase. Faith, hope, and charity, the pure love of Christ will abound in our homes and lives, bringing in their wake peace, joy, and happiness. There's nothing else that we need in this life except for the gospel of Jesus Christ. There is not a single self-help book. There is not a single psychologist. There's not a single medication that we could use that would help us on its own unless we apply the gospels, the gospel of Jesus Christ to our lives as well. He goes on to say these promises increased love and harmony in the home, greater respect between parent and child, increased spirituality and righteousness are not idle promises, but exactly what our dear sweet prophet Joseph Smith meant when he said, the Book of Mormon will help us draw nearer to God. And President Benson says, brethren and sisters, I implore you with all my heart that you will read this book. And I don't know, but somewhere in my life from a very, very early age, younger than 14, younger than 10, I don't know, but I knew that this church was true. I knew that the Book of Mormon was a true and accurate record. And there was not a single born again Christian in any part of high school or the hometown that I grew up in. Not a single member of any other religion, for that matter, could convince me. Otherwise, I knew within my heart that it was true. And I was so grateful, so grateful that I was one of the very few selected in this world, in this lifetime, to have been given this religion, to have been given this book without having to wonder, what is my purpose of life? What is the purpose of life? Is there... What religion is there that's truth? Is there anything that's true? I mean, is there a God? I never had to question those things. I was literally handed it to me in my life, even though my parents were not active, even though I was a drop-off pickup child. I had to make a decision from the time I was very young that this church was true and I was going to follow it and I was going to adhere to the teachings. It was truly a gift of the spirit that I was blessed with. And I knew that one day when I had my own family, 
I was going to teach them from this book. And I hope and pray with all my heart that they will take the teachings into their lives and take it very seriously. So those are the four things on this Friday, November afternoon that I'm so grateful for. For service, a dear friend, a couple of dear wonderful friends, General Conference, and the Book of Mormon. And of course, my daughter Evelyn, who just came in and sat down next to me. And she's pointing at herself. I'm definitely thankful for her, for all of my children. Thank you so much for joining me. And if you like my work and my thoughts and my words and my reflections on General Conference today, please like and share my podcast because there might be someone else that you and I could help bring closer to Christ through our testimony that we share with others. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Shari Reynolds, and this is Coach in Chaos.